Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Welcome to the Being Lutheran podcast, and thanks for listening. I'm Pastor Brett Bow. Pastor Jason Goodham is my name. It is. Yeah. That's good. What if I forgot my name? Do well, I still have to say it? Be par for the course. Well, I don't know You're the times, oldest one. <laughs> I don't know how many times when I'm typing your name, Brian, I type it brain. as brain. Yeah. brain my grandma Ricky. actually used to, to send me letters and it was always brain, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> brain, it's so nice. You know, I so thought smart. that was always kind of yeah. cute. But anyway, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, that's an inside joke for us and we'll just stop right there. But anyway. So, how yeah. are you guys doing <laughs> today? So much for <laughs> avoiding the awkward introductions. Huh? Yeah, right. Uh, well, let's just jump into it then. Well, I'm well. Yeah. I'm well. Maybe maybe the whole thing is funny. We want to avoid it because we're all getting old enough to where we would almost want one of those Amazon Echo Silvers, you know, like the yeah, like right. the joke, you know, Saturday Night Live thing, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I got it. From. <laughs> so I just I think it's kind of cute. But anyway, Good. we'll be quiet and we'll just keep moving on, <laughs> and uh, we'll get back to the fourth petition yeah, of the Lord's in, Prayer. Jumping in, where did we leave off? Do you guys have a bookmark? Available? Yeah, well, we left off talking about the fourth petition. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that's not what I meant. We, yeah. I, healthcare. Think, okay, well, yeah, I mean, right. Healthcare, but just also, you know, how oftentimes we take for granted all yeah. that God provides for us uh, right. on a regular basis. And uh, I think it's really amazing. And and the list, I think we were all struck yeah, by list. the incredible list, which I think you should read again. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll read that. Yeah, what is meant by daily bread? Everything that belongs to the support uh, and needs of the body, such as Food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, field, cattle, money, goods, a pious spouse, pious children, pious servants, pious faithful, pious and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. Mm. Love it. Yeah. And good, good friends. And good co-hosts. Can we put yeah, that Yeah, I was going to say that yeah, this <laughs> podcast is Good a, podcasts, good yeah, listeners. Great. I don't know if I say good podcast, but we've, <laughs> we 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 strive together eventually. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> we fooled some people into listening to us anyway. Oh yeah. Well, it, it is nice to know that more than just our immediate friends listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. I don't have any immediate friends either. So well, I guess, so you know, our immediate friends, Brett. <laughs> my, son, exactly. my son listens. Yeah, well, Does he really? Yeah, Gideon. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Shout out to Gideon. Uh, yeah. Hi again, Gideon. Yeah, <laughs> my kids don't, but that's all right. They hear enough from me at home. I, I don't think my kids I, even know about this. You know, actually. It's, <laughs> I, I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I think he listens to it at bedtime, you know, when he's falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the soothing uh, dulcet <laughs> tones. Oh, yeah, Dad rambling yeah, about right. Brett Bryan yeah. and Jason. <laughs> it's no, a, he loves it, yeah. It's like listening to, uh, uh, who is the radio guy? Paul Harvey. Oh, right. Listen to him talk. Yeah, lull, lull you to sleep. Yeah. Right. That sort of thing. I, although I would never compare my voice to Paul Harvey. Or like one of those guys that does like they used to do, you know, like on AM, AM and FM radio. Mm-hmm. Those late nights. This late is night, night songs. By <laughs> mm-hmm. so that too. Yes. So. Yeah. But here it's yeah. just us. 
That's right. It is. So, so we didn't really touch on like rulers and mm-hmm. spouse, pious spouse. Yeah, there's and a list children. of pious, pious spouse. A lot of things we never, children. never touched on mm-hmm. last time. Yeah, you know, and we maybe last time we emphasized more our food and yep. the stuff that the material needs. Yeah, material needs. And is daily bread limited to just physical needs? It, it, it does say. It depends on what you talk about physical needs. of the needs. body. Yeah. Right. I, but, I think here is where the intersection of daily bread it meets vocation. Mm-hmm. Where oh, vo- yeah, vocation. vocation. There we go. Where our daily roles and the roles of people in our lives for our benefit are also met. It's on the one hand, it's material because it's temporal. It's mm-hmm. here, but it's not a a tangible good. It's like you can count how many apples are in your house. You can't mm-hmm. uh, necessarily do that when your relationship with the person. But you you look at how it it switches from money and goods to a pious spouse. Well, that's mm-hmm. Vocation. Well, that, mm-hmm. and it's also, it, t- it kind of touches on our emotional and relational needs as we yep. are made in the image of God mm-hmm. to be relational. Right. Yep. And it's, it's interesting how, you know, probably a lot of times we'll pass by and never even think yeah. about that. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah, sometimes as I think about my wife and, you know, I, you know, just in the same way we think about how we got our bread on the table, we can look back and think about how God shaped my wife's life, you mm-hmm. know, the, her, her parents, her family Maybe a pastor that spoke the word to her in the previous years and just think about how many people were involved in shaping and molding her. So you didn't have yeah. to beg, plead, and blackmail your wife into marrying you like I did? <laughs> I had that no to comment. do that with her father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of the amazing thing is the thing that we're all striving after yeah. in relationship is something God is already doing for mm-hmm. us. So you have this Disney notion that there's only that one right person, and mm-hmm. we've touched on that several times. Your soulmate. And yet, because of God's <laughs> foreknowledge, yeah. uh, I mean, someone is being prepared. It's not just a random happenstance either. Um, but, you know, in that too, it's it's one of the best cases for sexual purity in the life of a single person yeah. is because God is preparing for you Someone, yep. and mm-hmm. that doesn't, it, and that certainly doesn't mean that we aren't careful and we don't seek the advice of our parents and mm-hmm. our grandparents and those elders in the church that are wiser than us that can help us and guide us and see. Because mm-hmm. the one of the things I really appreciated it just on marriage for a short moment is in Jewish culture, many families and maybe the more healthy ones would really um, see marriage as a family event, and the parents would get together with both couples and they would say, "Well, you know, this is how my son is, this is how my daughter is." And it was only for the benefit of the children succeeding in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And I just like that whole picture of that this is a family affair. Not that it's an arranged marriage, and I'm not suggesting that, but it, that there's just it, it's a, a holistic approach versus just someone on a lone island just waiting for the right person to be plopped out of an airplane or something. You know, it's mm-hmm. not quite well, that random, you know. In, in all of that preparation, whether it's intentional or unintentional, whether it's nature versus nurture or whatever we look at, all that's daily bread. All that is the hand of God directing his creation to his purposes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what's so interesting is I think a really a great verse that helps us realize that is, is Galatians 4.4. 4. That in the fullness of time, mm-hmm. God, God sent forth his son. Now, we're not talking about necessarily redemptive purposes in our day-to-day lives, but God directed all of human history and specifically the history of one entire nation to point us and prepare the world for his son. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's no less capable of coordinating our life for, you know, our blessing mm-hmm. and, and to bless others at the same time. All of that is 
daily bread, that there is a fullness of time with God uh, to what is happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even we find out through scripture, even in suffering, even in lack, that's designed that we might direct our faith and our prayers back to God. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, that's a a neglected part, a blind spot in the church, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think of that, the word daily as well, you know, it, when you go grocery shopping and maybe buy food for a week or a couple weeks, um, but yeah, God provides every single day for mm-hmm. us, you know, what we need. Well, and it, for me, it just kind of reminds me that God's mercies are new every day and that, you know, in, in every day and every, you know, every hour of every day, there's an enormous amount of provision going on that is probably outside mm-hmm. of our uh, perception. And um, I think that if we can just somehow as an act of worship, you know, not out of some legalistic guilt and shame trip or whatever, like anything like that, but to just motivate us to be just more grateful about everything. Um, even when we get a flat tire, you know, the fact that we would have a spare or, a, or someone to help out or AAA or whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That God's even provided for that. And that sometimes when those those trials do come our way, as James mm-hmm. talks about, that we would embrace it and that we would actually be joyful about it. You know, and I know that I don't always jump up and down for joy when I get a flat tire or mm-hmm. or something bad happens to me. But I think that if we could could just really seek the Lord and ask him to put that in our hearts, mm-hmm. that, hey, this is an opportunity. This is a wonderful time for me as a child of God to walk in my vocation mm-hmm. as a as a human being, as, a, as an American, and just allow and be America. available for who, whatever or whomever God brings across our path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good. It's, you know, it's the, the American evangelical church kind of has this language of divine appointments or mm-hmm. you hear someone say, it's a God thing. You know, and, and, and that's to super spiritualize or hyper spiritualize. I think I said that in my sermon last Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> to, well, we, we, we're uncomfortable with the notion of coincidences, right? Sure. Because we want to acknowledge that God is sovereign. But, mm-hmm. you know, what we just acknowledge is that's daily bread. Mm-hmm. It, that coincidence, that, that random thing that you, you can see or want to see the hand of God in, that's daily bread. Mm. That's God providing. That's God active. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in our prayers or even apart from our prayers, yeah. you know, it's, that's, we get in that, that sliding scale of moralism where if we haven't been praying that we think, you know, God's not going to listen to us or our blessings are going to go downhill. That's prosperity gospel. That's not the case. God loves mm-hmm. us. He wants us to pray. We should pray, mm-hmm. but that it's not this bait and switch. It's not a carrot on a stick. It's not painting God into a corner like that. It's just who God is. And mm-hmm. we're in our prayer reminding ourselves of who God is. And we're doing what he has called us to do in the first place and mm-hmm. take our cares and concerns because he loves us. Yeah. Yeah. And so in this petition, we're seeing how both how, how we serve God um, and how God serves us. And that's yeah. kind of the the idea of vocation is that God God at work, you know, through our lives. And that's one of the fun things to think about with this petition too, is that the motivations or the the attitude of the person fulfilling their vocation doesn't need to be perfect for us to have our well, needs exactly. met. No. Well, and it, you know... Uh, We've mentioned him a couple of times, and he's been on the podcast with the Reformation Conference, but Dr. Phil Haugen, member of my congregation, mm-hmm. you know, kind of says something like that. He says, you know, just because you don't feel like mowing your neighbor's lawn when your neighbor has a broken leg doesn't mean you shouldn't go mow your neighbor's lawn. Mm-hmm. Just do it. 
And, you know, even in your bad attitude, God is providing a blessing for your neighbor. It's, you know, I, it's so much easier for us to see when people do things that benefit us, when we're blessed. But at the same time, we can look at what we're doing and that's how God is providing for our neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, with one of our children screaming and we're, mm-hmm. we're disciplining them and, and teaching them, that's God providing through us for that child. Mm-hmm. In, in developing when, when we bring home a paycheck, mm-hmm. when we bring home groceries, you know, all of these things in, in our neighbors and our occupations as pastors, our callings as pastors, all of that is how we are serving God because he's put us in a place to serve him by giving us neighbors to love. Mm-hmm. But the reverse of all that is showing how God is serving us, mm-hmm. and, you know. I, again, I think an easy way to think about this is think about the loaf of bread on your table at dinner tonight. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, when we pray for our daily bread, we're not expecting that loaf to magically show up. I mean, we have food in our fridges and in our cupboards for a reason, because that's how God provides food for us. We don't, you know, just sit at an empty table, pray, and hope when we open our eyes, the food's going to be there like that. Give me a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> like that. What I was thinking is, you seen the movie? You seen the movie Hook? You know, from the early nineties yeah, right. with Robin Williams, and he comes back. Peter Pan comes back to the to Never Neverland uh, as an adult, and he doesn't see the food. Oh yeah, and right. And then yep. uh, after a while, he sees it. You know, I. People, I think sometimes people think prayer works like that. Well, that's not the case at all. Uh, that, you know, you having a dozen eggs in your fridge isn't a lack of faith. It, it's actually the exercise of your faith because God is providing for you in, in concrete ways. But he's still providing for you. You you can't, you don't get to take credit for, I got these eggs or, you know, I raised the chicken from the little hatchling and then I harvested the egg, and then I cooked the egg, so it's my credit. Uh, that's not. That's just the ways God has provided for you, mm-hmm. and, and He's serving you. And, and mm-hmm. just that phrase should—that's the mind-blowing phrase. Mm-hmm. That the, the Creator of the universe serves us. Yeah. yeah. So as we think about this, I think it'd be good to address the, the family who is in need. Mm-hmm. You know that sure. as they pray this prayer that. You know, that it is not God punishing them for something they did or anything like that. I mean, I think that it'd be good for us to address how how mm. does that fourth petition then speak mm-hmm. to a family who is in need, who's really struggling and maybe doesn't have or maybe food they would on their say table. God is saying no to this prayer. Yeah. Or Yeah, it's one without having, you know, a lot more context, it's hard to not trivialize that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, I think the way we look at it as people who immediately right now aren't in need is that the church needs to do a better job at being neighbors in those situations. Amen to that. And, and rather than, than give the, the family that's struggling a lesson to feel guilty with or whatever, we should say, church, wake up. Yeah. Go do your job. Yeah. Uh, God has given to us in abundance so that we might help those who are in need. It's mm-hmm. a real thing, you know. Churches should be on the front lines of combating poverty, of combating need. You know, we should, churches mm-hmm. should have food shelves. So and part of that petition, from what I'm hearing you saying, is the body of Christ being the body of Christ. The, all of the petitions are a call for the church to act the way 
God designed the church yeah, to act. That's, that's it's it's to reorient ourselves to what we should be doing. We we should be giving food to the poor. We should be caring for widows and the lonely. Uh, we should. Uh, you know, we should, the church should be founding all over the place on every street corner, crisis pregnancy centers to not just convince women not to have abortions, but to provide for them once they do have their children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Raising a child in yeah. a single parent family is incredibly intimidating and difficult. Yeah, uh, right. All these, the church should be doing. And, and, and I don't want to hear, and I'm not going to listen to the, oh, don't make this about the social gospel. That's nonsense. It's the gospel that frees us to do this. The application mm-hmm. of the gospel. It's the applic- said so you know, we, times. Yeah. we don't do this instead of the gospel, which is what the liberal mainline churches are doing. Mm-hmm. Because they say that's our, our, the circles we run in, we maybe have a tendency to not do these things. We yeah. have a tendency to not do these things as an overreaction to the people who are right. doing these things yep. instead of proclaiming the forgiveness of but sins. We do mm-hmm. these things because they flow out of the gospel. Yeah, yes, right, exactly. Right. So primarily, yes, the church should be proclaiming the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But in light of that, the church should also be doing these other things. Amen. Yep. We, we should be, be applying that gospel to our lives of generosity. And walking in the privilege mm-hmm. of bearing one another's burdens, fulfilling mm-hmm. the law of Christ. That's that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the, the fourth petition walks hand in hand with the seventh commandment. Mm-hmm. Seventh commandment says, thou shalt not steal. Well, that's a call to faith that God will provide for us, so we mm-hmm. don't need to steal. The fourth petition is God does provide for us, so let's be generous. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's what God has given, we want to be good stewards with. Yep. But at the same time, when God has given you more than what you need, we should be sharing and be hospitable and be all these things that scripture calls us to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. 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 So, so why should we pray? You know, start to wrap this up here. Why should we pray for our daily bread? We should pray for our daily bread as a call to faith, as a confession of faith, mm-hmm. uh, recognizing that God is providing for our daily bread even without our help, and He's providing for our daily bread, and He's providing for the daily bread of atheists and unbelievers mm-hmm. and wicked people. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a call to faith. It's a call to trust. Uh, it's it's a call to confession. Uh, mm. I, I think we, we should be regularly confessing the sin of self-sufficiency, mm-hmm. that we're only going to bother God when we really need him. Otherwise, I got this. <laughs> and, and that's not what our daily bread says. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything we have, even if it looks like we got it on right. our own. Who gave you God. your strength? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and who created you? Mm-hmm. We, we, we would do well at the very first instance to remember our life isn't even in our hands. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't, can't, and won't ever be able to our control and, the circumstances yeah. around our birth. Mm-hmm. You know, all that is from God. And then uh, aware of God's fatherly goodness, we should extend that goodness in our vocations to those whom God has called us to love. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, family, spouse, kids, uh, neighborhoods, communities, Denise, congregations, yeah. you know, it's, I've said it to my congregation repeatedly, not as a method of guilt, but just as an honest assessment is if right now in any listener who's listening to this is if right now you don't know who is suffering in your congregation, the one that you're a member of that you attend, if you don't mm-hmm. know who's suffering, yeah. you're failing as a Christian. Mm. You you have not carried out your vocation. Mm-hmm. Uh, is in your church, big or small, you should know who's lonely. Mm-hmm. And 
because you should care about your congregation to spend time with them. You should yep. know who's suffering and in need. You know, it's oh, I've yeah. been a part of churches, yep. it, it, generous churches in, in the sense of community you have in the community mm-hmm. is astounding where there's a system where when parents, you know, when a mother delivers child, there's immediately a week or two of meals provided for that yep. family so the mother can do yep. that. And that's amazing. And you know, there, there's people, I've been in churches where there's people who specifically are a part of social media so that they can read through the lines and find out when someone's suffering and then go be a blessing. Now, that's a constructive use of social media. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You, know, find, you know, a lot of times people are too ashamed to ask when they yeah. need. I mean, yeah. I, I, I remember when I broke my ankle mm-hmm. five years ago now and I was basically crippled for you the do. entire summer. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I deserved it. Walking down a sidewalk, uh, but I was ashamed to ask for help, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the sin of pride. That's the sin of self-sufficiency. It is, yeah, and, right. and it's a denial of daily bread when we do that. It, you know, so many people that I've been pastor to tell me, "I just want to know how to serve, but I have no idea." Well, because nobody asks anymore. We're so mm-hmm. private, mm-hmm. and and we should, we should, you know bite that bullet. We should swallow our pride and we should ask. We should reach out for help mm-hmm. and and let others fulfill their vocations mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Yep. Thank you, man. Amen. Yep. Cool. Um, well, Brian, do you have a verse to wrap up here? I do. And I thought it would be appropriate to, to read Paul's prayer for spiritual strength in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, beginning of verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself continue our discussion on the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. God bless you and have a great day.